Smitty22 on the text box says, uh, good morning, brothers. Man, I'm glad I can get this show while vacationing in Florida. My in-laws are wearing my butt out. The Florida Gators, God bless you. Man, that stinks. You got to deal with, deal with Gator in-laws. That stinks. L.C. Vall says, I don't know if it's the linebackers or safety, but the middle of the field seems like a problem. At this point, when the other team throws uh, it to the middle, I expect it to be open. Yeah, I mean, linebackers have to do a really good job of uh, identifying crossers. And, you know, maybe maybe defensively you have someone that you um, – so, like, in a man-to-man coverage – you would have a safety, and I don't know if we at this point where well, we can actually play this type of defense where you can go cover one and play the safety in kind of like a um, robber situation where he just focuses on crossing routes, digs, and shallow crosses, and he jumps them. And while you leave, guys on the outside, one-on-one coverage, vulnerable, and have a single high safety. I don't know if we're at that point defensively. But that would try to eliminate crossing routes. You can also – have a linebacker be responsible for that and be a cutter and you know stop some of those crossing routes. So there's things you can there's things you can do, but it's helpful when you have pass rush. So the, the problem is you don't have a pass rush that can generate pressure on the quarterback to not have that much time. But the problem is the pass rush has not been where it needs to be for a couple of years, so you have to play softer. Because if you play man to man, and put pressure on the receivers on the outside, but then the quarterback has all day to throw the ball. Um, I mean, you're setting up those, setting up those DBs to fail. So uh, I think it starts with a pass rush. But, yeah, I mean, the middle of the football field, you know, was open last game. And if you are Tennessee Tech, if you're Florida, if you're the Indian team playing Tennessee, you're going to see the middle of the football field as, as an area that you can exploit because you have seen Pittsburgh do the same thing uh, this past week. C.J. Vaughn says Charles and teammate might be younger players, but they have way more upside. Got to get them ready to go. It would not surprise me if towards the end of the season, Christian Charles finds himself in in the starting lineup at safety. Fastest player on the team. I think he's more athletic. Yeah. And if he's fast, if he's the fastest player on the team, you better believe he's more. Well, he's athletic. not the fastest player on the team. Deshaun Rucker's the fastest. Player. Rucker, I keep thinking. I got but Charles is one up. of the fastest. I got those two mixed up on the team for sure. Uh, I just I like McCullough, but I think his lack of athleticism gets him in trouble far too often. And I, I now I he would be the one that I think Charles would replace before Flowers, but. McCullough is, is also more suited for the run game to go up against the run as a bigger guy than Christian Charles. So would, would Charles be able to, to fill that particular safety spot? That, that would be my only question. But even though Tank is built more like a Tank than, than a Christian Charles, he still misses tackles. So just because he's built like a Tank and his body looks – better suited to go up against the run 
doesn't really matter if you're going to miss tackles when when you have a chance to make a play. So I, I don't I don't know how Christian Charles would be against the run. Uh, we just haven't seen enough of Tamarion McDonald to, to to know how he would do in those situations. Uh, Willie Martinez talked he and Christian Charles up this this week, uh, talking about how they they've performed really well on special teams and slaughter as well, and mm-hmm. the Nico slaughter uh, and those three slaughter McDonald Charles have played really well on special teams. And now they're starting to build some confidence, and he's starting to see that in the limited snaps that they get in the game or their reps at practice. He, he's starting to see them get better. He talked about Danico Slaughter only playing six defensive snaps uh, against Pittsburgh, but on five of the six defensive snaps, Slaughter didn't make the play, but he did something on the play to to help somebody else make the play. Yes. He, he affected the play in a positive way to where one of his teammates could make a play. Mm-hmm. And, and so he said that Slaughter's been been doing really well and just it hasn't really done anything that, that shows up on the stat sheet, but that he's been been pleased with, with Slaughter. So I, I do think that uh McCullough and Flowers need 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 a sense of urgency to them because it seems like there's there's three youngins coming right behind them. Where's that? Where where will those youngins earn that playing time? They earn it from the practice field, right? So, like, as they continue to get acclimated and comfortable with the defense and playing at this level and and being locked in, being consistent, knowing where to go, uh, as they get more comfortable doing that, as the season goes along, they're they're probably going to get more reps, and they continue to flash on special teams. And they make plays in the limited amount of plays that they are getting in on defense, and the other guys are not. Then you'll start to see those reps kind of shift uh, and balance. So that's what happens, man. That's what happens. You know, my my freshman year, I didn't I didn't play at all really the first game. I played in the fourth quarter, and then I played more next game. And then once I proved that I can handle it. Then I mean, I, I played starter reps for the rest of my career. So that's, that could be the case for these young young players. And I know Terry um, McDonald is not a true freshman, but he is still a young player um, as a sophomore. And last year was just a weird year for all freshmen, to be honest. So, so he's still you – know, I look at those guys that played last year in the COVID year, I look at them as basically redshirt freshmen or, or freshmen. So to Marion MacDonald, according to Pruitt. Well, <laughs> to Marion MacDonald. <laughs> oh man! All right, we get back to the text box. Pruitt still hasn't learned how to pronounce Chris Akporogane's name. <laughs> Akporgani. <laughs> Danny B says, uh, "What is the big difference in the college game today compared to when you play? Were you able to play the same?" Would you be able to play the same way you did before? Um, the, I mean, the difference is the targeting. I mean, the targeting for me is the biggest difference. The cut blocking rules has, have changed a little bit too. So that's probably the, the two biggest things that you know kind of jump off the, 
the page, so to speak, or first come to mind is just the rule changes. And then, like, the social media aspect of it, too. That's, whoo, that's different, man. That is different. That is something else, man. I don't know if I would, I would be on Twitter during the season. I probably would have to go dark 30 during the season, to be honest. All right, LeBron. I would want to see it. Yep. I would want to see that stuff. I would delete it off my phone. Yeah, for I sure. would. Yeah, I would. I would it, not it, look. I would not be looking at that stuff. It, it it's it's amazing, uh, and I'm I'm gonna go on a little soapbox. It, it is a societal issue, and and I'm not talking just about Tennessee fans. The 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 handful of Tennessee fans that paint everybody in in a bad light. It is a societal issue because. Fans going over the top towards players and coaches is just ridiculous at every every at the college level, at the professional level, in every sport, regardless of team. I mean, it it happens everywhere, mm-hmm. everywhere. It, it's and to me, it's a reflection on where we are as a society and just how how negative everything is and everybody's got got to pop off these jokes so they can get retweets and likes on on social media so so that they can have their little five minutes of of fame on on social media because they clowned a player or 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 a coach like if 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 you made a comment this is the rule i live by on social media like i don't say anything unless I know I'm willing to say it to someone's face. Mm-hmm. So I don't push in unless I ask myself, will I say the same thing if this person's standing right in front of me? If that's the case, then I would push in. That's my rule for myself. Um, Vault Guy 78 says, do you think Callaway will have a bigger role when we play Florida? He better. Absolutely. He will have a bigger role because <laughs> first game he didn't play because, you know, coming back from you know injury – and um, this game, I thought he was limping a little bit, but he still made a huge play, had 50-something yards. I think he had like four catches, 50-something yards. And so when you have one of your starter, starting receivers struggling, like Tennessee has with Jalen Hyatt, you got Callaway that's in position to emerge as, as a starter. So, yeah, I think – I think he will have a bigger role, for sure, 100%. He better. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah. He and Valus. Uh Gus Shores Vol says, does the adrenaline of being in Inland Stadium begin to tone down the more games you play, or does it stay the same? I wonder if Milton stops throwing over, stop overthrowing as he settles in again to playing on a big stage. I would hope so. I mean, I can't speak to that because I, I haven't played quarterback at, at Tennessee, so I wouldn't know what it, it's like to have to – Make a throw with touch when you have all, all this adrenaline running. Like, for me, at receiver, like, my adrenaline would be – I would channel my adrenaline to the running game and you know, want to go knock a dude down when the play is going away. Like, that's how I would use my adrenaline. Um, but as a quarterback, yeah, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. You might have to ask a quarterback about that. Um Justin says, hey, guys, just out of curiosity, Basilio had a guy that said last year Pruitt shoot his team out at Georgia. 
halftime, and that's why he lost the team. Just wondering your thoughts about that. I don't really have much thoughts about 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 that. Um, I mean, Pruitt always was at his team, was you know challenging his team, and yeah, I just don't, I just don't have any thoughts about it. Uh, Camden Tennessee Vol says Banks is special at linebacker. Need him to continue developing uh, there for sure, for sure. I don't like moving guys, moving their positions here and there. There's, there's no no reason, no reason. Uh, Leo from Harden Valley says, "Why would Bray and Arian talk about receiving cash at Tennessee? It just hurts their school that is already in deep doo doo." How Leo? How 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 has Arian? Or Bray, talk about receiving cash at Tennessee. How has it hurt Tennessee? Has it done anything? <laughs> Nobody's even it does really, nothing. And, and Arian gets joked on all the time for for his comments about the tacos. But Tyler Bray went on some podcast and, and talked about getting paid at Tennessee, and barely anybody is 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 talking about it. This is the first time it's been mentioned on the show. No, no one cares. No one cares anymore about, okay, you got paid this amount. You know, you got paid this when you play. Like, everyone is coming out and saying stuff. Like, Johnny Menzel came out and said some stuff. Like, no one cares. Nothing happened to Tennessee. <laughs> Leo, like, nothing happened. So how did it hurt the school? It, where did you see that Tennessee was investigated based on Arian's comments? Now, it's... A, you know, it was a, a little bit of a distraction for Butch, I remember at the time, but like nothing happened. Nothing happened. No, nobody got in trouble during Butch's time recruiting, and Butch recruited very well. And um, you put two and two together, like everybody crosses the line in recruiting, so nothing happened. But I, I do think it tells us where we are when a guy like Tyler Bray can come out and say, yeah, I was getting money. And, like, nobody stopped and made anything about it. Five years, ten years ago, it would have been the the you know, first story on ESPN. In Tyler Bray's case, it would have been, like, the first story in Knoxville radio or, or newspaper. Like, no one cares. Nelson says, good thing Swain didn't have social media back then. He would have been trying to meet people at Gate 21. Like who? Like Andy. Like Andy is what Nelson said. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I didn't really get crap. I didn't even really get crap. I mean, I'm, I I feel like I you know did my job, made made plays. Now I would have been I would have been upset probably because I would have seen other guys getting talked bad about and you know see my teammates being talked bad about. But so you would have been the Brian Mauer. I would have been telling players, uh, telling fans that it's not their team and <laughs> they just shut up and cheer, <laughs> uh, which is something I totally disagree with. I, I totally disagree with. Any notion that fans should not, you know, 
voice their opinion about what they are seeing, good or bad, but do understand that you know, coaches do this for a living and the players are putting in the work. I mean, I do understand that, but, hey, man, you see guys not making plays in the game, you can say, hey, he's not making plays in the game. <laughs> you don't have to be a foreign player to notice that. But there are times when people make comments and they have absolutely no freaking clue what they're talking about because they haven't played. That happens too. That happens no too. Comment. Yeah, listen, it happens. All right, let's get to the phones and let's go to uh, Volstorm. Volstorm, good morning. As somebody once said, I don't have to be a chef to know that the food sucks. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So you will never hear me tell fans that just because, you know, you didn't play, you can keep your mouth closed. <laughs> Guys, are we um, are we overreacting to? to the fact that we've only played two games? Yes. Yes, yes. We played two games. Yes. We haven't even played SEC competition. Yes. That's the, we are we are overreacting. We are overanalyzing. There is there is um, some some carryover of frustration from previous regimes and previous years. That, yeah, we call that PMS. Correct, correct. Pruitt malpractice syndrome. Right, you said that yesterday. Yes, that is correct. Or, or we can use a P for previous coaches. Previous coaches malpractice syndrome. You can use that too. Um, but the answer to your question is, yeah. I mean, for sure. Well, it's just, you know, I I hear a lot of people, of course, you know, critiquing this, critiquing that, this quarterback needs to start, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, we're two games in. I mean, I expected Milton, especially the first game, to go out there and overthrow receivers. He's hyped up. It's a new place. It's a new start. Did you expect uh, his his overthrows against Pittsburgh, all all eight of them? No, 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 no. And, and look, I I'm the type of I don't care who plays quarterback. I just want to win. I could care less. It could be Milton. It could be Hendon Hooker. It could be Harrison Bailey. It could be you know a defensive player going out there running uh, the Wildcat the whole damn time. I don't care. I'm with you. I think people just get so hung up on, and, and I know what it is. It's it's everything's been so bad the past few years that everybody wants immediate results, and it's just not going to happen. So, who would you start against uh, Tennessee Tech on Saturday? Oh gosh, um, which quarterback graded out the best? I don't know. I'm not privy to those answers. Yeah, I don't know either. Then it's it's kind of hard to answer that question. To to your naked eye, Valsorm, who would you start at quarterback against Tennessee Tech? I would probably, based upon performance, I would. Uh, I don't know. I st- I think I'd still throw uh, Milton out there. I don't. I don't blame anybody for thinking that, or blame anybody for yep. for wanting to throw out Hendon. Uh, I wouldn't blame anybody for throwing out Hendon either. Yeah, it, it's kind of a 
right now, until we start seeing them progress, it's kind of a crapshoot. Yeah. I, I want to see – I was going to say I want to see them against Florida, but ideally you're not going to play two quarterbacks against Florida. So oh, I, no. I, I guess I'd, I, I'm really interested to see how either or looks uh, against Florida. Hey, they could do like uh, like Gruden did against the Ravens the other night and have uh, Hooker out there running the Mariota plays. Well, let, let's hope not because Mariota got hurt. <laughs> it is out like a good chunk of the year. I wouldn't be surprised if we see two two quarterbacks against Florida because of game plan going in, or because of poor play. Just because, or because of injury. But because I don't know how how much separation there is between Hendon and Milton right now, and I don't know how much they're going to separate this week, and I don't know how much they're going to separate next week. Of, of practice for Florida. Um, and so because of the lack of separation, that was that was very clear in fall camp because Hendon, you know, had a stretch where he, you know, threw a couple, I mean a, a couple, but like more than anyone else, uh, interceptions, you know, it made it clear. But now in the first two games, I think Hendon has kind of shortened the gap and closed the gap and – I can see where both guys will play. Well, and that ideal is not what you want to see, but I wouldn't be surprised if you see it. Not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying that I wouldn't be surprised. Now, and and like Ben said, there's the only thing you're going to learn against Tennessee Tech are bad things. Mm-hmm. If we go out there and blow the doors off and play well, it's going to be well. That's what we expected you to do. Well, it's against Tennessee Tech. If you go out there and stink up the joint, then uh, hell, the damn fan base will implode. Will it implode though if nobody's actually there to see it? <laughs> well, there'd be about you know fifty thousand people. <laughs> hey, C Mike on the text box says, uh, "Is Volstorm sick? Because he's sounding a little quiet. You setting things up for the for the outro? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well." He just gets hey guys, soft. before I go, um, you know, listening to people call in with their comments, you know, there's nothing like a so-called expert calling in saying that uh, the third-string quarterback needs to start because he's seeing his practice highlights. See you, boys! <laughs> Taste box is humming. Now, Swain, I will tell you this, going back to our conversation yesterday, I heard yesterday that there wasn't a distinct difference in turnovers amongst the, the three quarterbacks in fall camp. That is kind of all three having their fair share of turnovers. Okay. Say so. I do say so. If I do say so myself. We'll see how it plays out. I, I see the the pros and cons to, to playing Hooker or Milton. I, I don't blame the coaching staff for, for wanting to, to stick with Milton because he, he does have a lot of talent. And, and if he can find a rhythm, then then he can be a game changer. There, there's no debating that. So I, I don't necessarily blame the coaching staff for wanting to try to find that rhythm. I just have the belief that he just kind of is what he is at this point. Yep. I hope I'm wrong. Connor from Georgia says, will Tennessee Tech beat Bowling Green? Uh, I don't think they would. I think Bowling Green won that game. Yes. 
do you think Tennessee has opened up the playbook yet? Seems very reserved. Guys, I think that's what you're going to see. There may be some some things here and there that you uh, will scheme and game plan based based on the you know the defense you see or the offense that you see, but you're not going to see a large catalog of plays because you have to go so fast. You're just reacting off what the defense is doing, and you're reading the defense, and you want to do it fast, so. Quote unquote, opening the playbook. It's not like we're on chapter one and there's like a 10 chapter book. And it's like, oh man, you got all these nine chapters that we can get to, but we just haven't opened it up yet. No, I mean, it's you just have reactions or a set of plays that you have counters built in that, depending on the opponent, you're going to use these counter plays this week but you may not use them next week because your opponent is different so if you're playing against a team that's really aggressive on bubble screens then okay this is the week that we say all right it's time to to look at running some fake bubble screens and our blocker we slip him out along along the uh, sideline because this team plays those aggressively whereas another team doesn't play them as aggressive because they don't get hit over the top they just want to you know fight the block and make the tackle. So it doesn't mean that you open the playbook more because, you know, you saw this fake bubble screen being ran this week. That just means that the opponent kind of um, determined if you're going to, you know, run these counters this week. So the so whole couple of new nuances with, uh, like, the, the fake quarterback draw and, Tossing it to Jacob Warren down the, the field. You're not going to see not, uh, wholehearted changes and like brand new plays or, or formations. It's, it's going to be like nuanced motions and it's fakes and, and wrinkles. Yeah, it's just little wrinkles. Yeah, but little, little counters. I think you'll see some trick plays against Florida. At least one, you, one or two. You need just like uh, Butch, to. Butch, or it was was 15 Bajakian, or was that DeBoard? The board was 15. 15. When he broke out that double pass mm-hmm. from, was... from Juwan to, to Dobbs. Mm-hmm. I think you'll see that at some point this season. Come on, Ben, man. Don't alert the Gators. <laughs> Don't alert them. I said I think. Hour 3, powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Be right back. Three of the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. Hello, is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. What are you doing? Calling around to get the best rate on a car loan. Why? Everyone knows Alcoa 10 is the best choice to purchase a vehicle or refinance your current loan. And with low interest rates and 90 days to your first payment, it's a no-brainer. You can even apply online and sign all the documents from the convenience of your home. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Alcoa 10 Credit Union. It's so easy. Go to ATFCU.com for details. Rates are dependent on credit score and equal housing lender. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. 
After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42st.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com. Good morning, Swain Event Crew. As the weather heats up, so does our market. And from Johnson City to Knoxville, eager buyers are grabbing up many available properties. The chili is hot in East Tennessee, so if you are ready to buy or sell or want to talk more about our local real estate market, I'm just a phone call away. Or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com and go Vols. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any Written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. More and more Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high-quality, high-speed business fiber internet. 
Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next-generation business phones with work-from-anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-IRIS. Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. Home service problems occur even at the most inconvenient times, like during a health crisis. And Tiller is always here to help you 24-7. As people are social distancing and staying at home on workdays, it's an easier time to take care of home maintenance items that you feel are necessary. And we've put new safety precautions in place, like wearing gloves, avoiding physical contact, new sanitation protocols, and limiting time in your home. We're here for you. Our three of the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. Swain event fueled by that in barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. You like that band, restaurant? No. You would like it if I invited you to go dead in for lunch? Say, hey, man, on me, let's go dead in. You would like that, wouldn't you? I'm booked. Oh, cool. All right, that's fine. You pay for your own dead end then. You can be booked. I went with my kids yesterday. We was waiting. And you didn't call me? I was booked. <laughs> I was booked. <laughs> Yeah, my youngest too, man. We were, we were waiting on my oldest one. Got out of school because she gets out of school uh, 45 minutes after the youngest ones. And so we just had a little time to, to burn. So I said, you know what? Let's, let's go hang out there. Man. We were sitting at the bar. <laughs> all right, I need a beer. Root beer for the other two. No, I'm just kidding. We all got waters. Root beer is the goat. Ugh. Root beer. Severely underrated. Yeah, Root beer is probably my favorite soda. Really? Mm-hmm. I have, ever since I was a kid, I have loved root beer. It, it has always been my go-to. <laughs> if I could have one soda over the rest of them, one soda for the rest of my life, it would be root beer. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I don't really do soda like that, so I don't have yeah, an I know opinion. You're not a big soda guy. Uh, as I've gotten older and fatter, I've I've also tried to not be a big soda guy like that. Yeah. Uh, Brandon B says, "Does Milton lose his job due to injury? I think we should start him, but the leash sh- is shorter on him." Yeah, I mean that's a that's a that's a that's a fair um, take right there. And you're not supposed to lose your job to injury, but. Psh, 
it happens. It happens. The second guy comes in and he is flawless. Man, it is what it is. Jacob Easton lost his job towards because of injury. That's not a that's not like a written in stone rule. But man, you're trying to win. And if guys playing lights out after you know, replacing the backup, you gotta roll. The, the thing the thing is, Hendon wasn't lights out. He was just better. But he wasn't lights out. So I don't know what hype is going to do, man. Again, I don't envy his decision. Uh, I, I understand it's a tougher decision, short term and long term. You know, I think people are trying to make this thing easy, and it's not. It's not an easy decision for Hypo. I do, I do understand that. But um, let's see what else he is on the text box. Uh, Swain, what was your favorite route to run? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I, I was really good at I, I was really good at um, you know running comebacks and curls and, and things like that because it required me to get up to a certain speed and to be able to stop and change directions and that was one of my strongest uh, attributes. So. so um, I would say any of the intermediate routes, like a curl, dig, comeback, things like that, where I, you know, had an opportunity to kind of get DBs running and then stop on the dime. That was that was what I was good at. See, Mike, I think it has a message for you, uh, Ben. I'm not acknowledging trash takes on the text box this morning. C Mac says this is a horrific take. Ben says your take is trash. C Mac. QC Rodney says, just put them both out there at the same time. Just kidding, unless I'm not. <laughs> yeah, let uh let Milton line up at tight end. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't think Prince and Fenton and, and Jacob Warren have will be happy about that. All this <laughs> waiting we have done. We've waited our turn. We finally get nine balls together. All these damn positions y'all made me play. That's what Prince of Fant would say. Exactly. <laughs> Linebacker. Now we we're gonna be the only back, two tight ends up tight in here. End. Um Leo says my, that his point was that Bray and Arian is why would you say something that could hurt? It didn't, but it could. Why risk when you've already a laughing stock in college football? Well, Arian's, you know, I talked to Arian when he did that. You know, I, I called him on the phone. And the thing about Arian is that the dude did research and talked to a lawyer and knew that because of statute of limitations, Tennessee wasn't going to get in trouble. Like, Arian did do the research. And Arian's thing was not because he had a problem with Tennessee, but he had a problem with the NCAA. And he knew that he had a platform that if he said something, it would, it would, it would gain attention. And, look, everybody's taking shots at NCAA now. So it's, you know, everyone's basically saying what Arian said – but that's that's what happened. That's why Arian said what he said. It wasn't because he didn't like Tennessee. It was because he disliked the NCAA and he wanted to call them out. So he did his research. That's why he said it. That's why he said it. Um, Leo from Hart Valley says, for the Bailey crowd, Jack Jansen did great in the Orange and White game. So why isn't he getting reps? Oops. Brandon B. says it's super wild that people are on Twitter putting clips of the spring game to make a case for Harrison Bailey to be the starter. I legit seen two clips of him breaking the pocket 
and the caption was, I don't want to hear he can't run the ball. Tony says social media gets people in trouble. Can you imagine back in the day going up to Al Wilson talking smack like they do now? Well, they don't go up to anybody to talk smack because they do it on, on, on Twitter. They do it on social media. So they don't go up to anyone and say the things that they said on social media to anyone's face. Um, but I, I wouldn't imagine being able to, to watch Al Wilson play and even have the gonads to even tweet something at him. Because it, could, it wouldn't have been about his play unless he, like, missed a tackle. Uh, but I would I mean, I couldn't imagine saying anything to him, period, even if it was on social media. But, yeah, social media is just a different ball game, man, when you insert it in sports. You see at the pro level how disrespectful people are and just, man, and people just seem like they're meaner now. Like, just the common courtesy and the willingness to, to empathize and, you know, and Say nice things to each other, and you know, be a blessing to others. Like it, it just seems like it's not it's not as important as it used to be. But, anyways, uh, back to sports. Let's see. Stick to sports, Swain. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I'm trying. Let's see. I'm go over here. Make sure we're getting all the um, messages. Messages um, read. I'm not suiting up to play for Tennessee. I'm almost 40, man. Why not? I'm almost 40. Uh, Blackout Jones says, ask Drew Bledsoe. Yeah, he lost his he lost his starting job to injury. <laughs> wow. That might be the worst case right there of losing your job because of injury. Because Tom Brady has not looked back since. Yep, that's a good point, Blackout Jones. No, no one understands that quote from Michael Jordan. He was talking about the, all the jerseys hanging in the rafters at the Dean Smith Center. He says the ceiling is the roof. It was a bad analogy. Uh, Preston Lindsay says on YouTube, um, it's not like it's one or two passes trying to knock the rust off. It's every deep ball he throws is overthrown. Has a receiver caught one of his deep balls uh, in stride yet? Uh, nope, not, not yet. But, again, like Cody Burns said, and like other coaches have said, not all the deep balls have been all on just the quarterback. So um, there's no doubt that they got to be, you know, some of those passes got to be better. Milton has to be better, but the receivers got to be better in what they are doing as as well. Everybody got to be better. Uh, Preston says the only reason Milton is starting is because it's hard to have a six four two hundred forty pound quarterback on the bench. Uh, that's not. The only reason, Preston. <laughs> you don't you don't get starting job because of how you look and your measurables. That's that's not that's not the way it works, man. That is not. Uh, Mixer says we are not overreacting whatsoever. Last year, fans were apparently overreacting too. We don't know who our starting quarterback is, and we don't have long until we play Florida. Fans have fair concern. Well. Mixer, you may not be seeing some of the things that Volstorm has seen. So you may not be overreacting, but Volstorm may have just a different view of some of the reaction. So it's fair that you have your viewpoint and Volstorm has his viewpoint. Because what I have seen and what I have heard is a lot of carryover from 
the disgust that these fans have for JG, I see it carrying it over for Milton. And in two games for Milton, I don't I don't think it's fair. Not saying that Milton has been great or that Milton doesn't deserve criticism, but some of the you know the same just nastiness I saw from JG, you know, you see it towards the quarterbacks right now, and I don't think these guys deserve it after two games. JG had years that built up to what was these just just the fatigue and just just tired of looking at them. Uh, and I don't think these two quarterbacks deserve that, or or Milton deserves that because he's only been here, you know, just for a few months. He's only played two games, so uh, it's all about perspective, Mixer. You see something different based on how you go out, you know, live your day and comments you see, and uh, Volstorm just sees different comments. That can happen. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. We will take a quick timeout and return with our last segment of the day here on the program. My goodness, man! Tomorrow is going to be you know, Ticket Friday. We got two tickets. We're going we're going to give out tomorrow. Um, my goodness, man. We already week three. Monday, we'll have three games under our belt already, man. Week is flying by, man. The season is one-fourth over after the, after this week. I think that's right. Yeah, that sounds about right. Be right back. Or three of the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. Hello, is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. What are you doing? Calling around to get the best rate on a car loan. Why? Everyone knows Alcoa 10 is the best choice to purchase a vehicle or refinance your current loan. And with low interest rates and 90 days to your first payment, it's a no-brainer. You can even apply online and sign all the documents from the convenience of your home. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Alcoa 10 Credit Union. It's so easy. Go to ATFCU.com for details. Rates are dependent on credit score and equal housing lender. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. 
irisnetworksusa.com. Let's go to the phones before we wrap up today's show. Hope you're having a great, great morning. Thursday, September the 16th. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Hour three, powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Reinventing men's health care. So look forward to tomorrow. We'll give out some tickets. Um, got six tickets to give out tomorrow, so we'll do, we'll do that, man. Um, Fox Falls waiting patiently. Fox Falls, good morning. What's going on, gentlemen? What's up, man? Good to hear from you. Yeah, man. Just out here enjoying this uh, lovely East Tennessee weather. Nobody got washed away in my county. Nobody's riding on uh, telephone poles in the river or anything like that. Did you all happen to see that a couple of weeks ago? No, sir. <laughs> there was a guy in my county. I don't know who it was, but uh, Jennifer, <laughs> Jennifer Morris texted me and said, that wasn't you, was it? <laughs> this guy was like buck naked on a on a telephone pole in a river. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't Can't see that, man. Jim, yeah, dude. Yeah, should, we should have got some video, man. That would have been funny to funny to see. No, they got, they got a picture of it. <laughs> I don't know that I want to see. No, no, you don't see everything, but you just see this guy on this yeah. raft. Like a homemade raft. It was I don't weird. want to see anything. No. Nah. No, it was weird. Anyway, um, calling in, had a question, Swain. Um, you've been around a lot of different quarterbacks, and you, I mean, you know the game about as well as anybody can know it, pretty much. Um, question I had was, with any type of athlete, actually with, with a lot of people in general, they have rituals that they go by. And by that, I mean, you know, habits, um, things that get you in the flow, get you in the rhythm and, and such. And looking at different positions on the field, the other question I had was about uh, kind of the psychology of the game. And whereas a quarterback, um, from my understanding, the psychology would be different, how you think, how you react, your personality. You know, you take a guy like uh, Carson Palmer years ago when he came into the league, 
they did a profile on him, and they said that the thing about him, he had a great arm, could make all the throws, but when the pressure hit, he would actually kind of develop tunnel vision. And so he would be more likely to throw a pick or to not see the field completely. Um, when you look at things like that, take a uh, take a, a guy like Hendon Hooker, who's a runner, have you ever noticed that when when you have a quarterback like that who has to run and throw, all his life he's probably played that position or at least for several years, have you noticed like they kind of need to be able to freely run to kind of set up the pass, almost like a like a crutch or a pick-me-up, so to speak. Um, you know, maybe that's why Dobbs looked a little better in games than he did practice, because that part of his game wasn't wasn't able to be fully on display. And when the you know when the bullets hit and start flying, you kind of find out who somebody really is. Or well, as Mike Tyson said, everybody's got a plan till you get punched in the mouth, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Am I am I making sense? Are you? Is that kind of? You understand what I'm saying? Well, for I'm trying, like I'm trying to follow you. Uh, I, I am. I ain't gonna lie. I am a little confused. Uh, as far, I mean, as far as far as this hooker, you're saying that you know, running gives him the, I guess the the the, the, the momentum or the confidence or the juice or to to make like the, the rhythm, throws, pretty the much. rhythm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could like it, you know, it could, but short throws can do that too. You know, I, short yeah, short throws can do that too. Whether it's bubble screens or a hitch route or you know, slant. So you know, it just it just depends. I mean, this is two games that this staff has has had Hendon. So their learning tendencies about each quarterback. You know, they practice with these guys for about four or five weeks but they've only played with these quarterbacks two games. So now they have to go back and say, all right, what what is actually translating from the practice field to, to the game field? Like, who's better doing this? Who, you know, what do we need to do to help this player be better as a passer or as a decision maker or prepare? Or, you know, how do we put them in better situations to run? Um, you know, asking asking Milton to, 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 to possibly make runs where he got changed directions, that's not his strong suit. So he does look like, you know, he doesn't want to be hit because he's big and he can't stop and start like like Hooker. Um, so now you've had two games under your belt where you've had these guys play. And so now you can say, all right, this is how we can help these guys be more successful. Um, thanks thanks for the phone call, Fox Ball. Um, you know, I answered someone here on, on YouTube who's like, Better route runner isn't going to make up the distance, you know, overthrowing receivers. One to three feet possibly, but overthrowing three to five yards, I don't care if you're running a perfect route. And this is, like, wrong. It's a wrong take. Because we're talking three yards, that's, that's, a, that's one step. If, you, if you're running as a receiver, go watch a receiver run and open their stride up. It's like a stride, stride and a half. It's, yeah, it's one stride. It's one step. So if you are slowing down at any point looking for the ball too early, that's the difference between a ball being dropped in the bread basket over your shoulder and the difference between the ball dropping three to five yards in front of you. So, again, I've said it. 
You've seen coaches say it. That every throw that Milton has thrown over the receiver has been on Milton. You said it perfectly earlier this week. It's a and. It's a and. Not a or. Yeah, it's it's not taking up for Milton. I hope nobody gets that from this, but but just explaining that everybody needs to be better. Yeah. Because if if Milton's throws were on point, like the receivers have still been struggling through two games. They 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 have not performed well through the first two games. Yeah, I mean, I'll say it again because I didn't re- we didn't really go in detail about today. We had our big the quarterback conversation yesterday. You know, I would I would start Hendon, but I would also play Milton because I think long term you may you may need both of those guys, and so you don't want any one of them going to the tank, but. Um, that's what that's, that's what I would do. I'm 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 starting Hendon if I'm if I'm hypo, but I'm not hypo, and he has a tough decision to make. So, uh, JL man didn't like being corrected, huh? He thought that point was right. He thought you could just make a point about receivers. <laughs> if he had a receiver correct you. Gotta love football. Like three yards is one step, bro. So they defending Milton. It's being what we call fair. It's being fair. So if you want to pile up on Milton and say, every bad, every throw that was incomplete is all Milton's fault, you do that, football guy. You do that. But you have coaches saying it ain't just all him all the time. So you can choose not to listen or whatever. It don't matter to me. Uh, But that's just the truth, man. It's called being fair. For Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. Hope you have a wonderful, wonderful Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Monday. We'll be back on Friday tomorrow. We'll have Seth Stokes. Tennessee's playing, uh, who? Oh, Tennessee Tech on Saturday. Noon. Woo, Ben is pumped. (laughs) Ben is pumped, man. Can't even think straight. Peace and love. We are out.